0: songs were being that was absolutely <laughs> terrible
1: I, all of us were terrible in our own way that, I was, loved that it. was that brilliant. was brilliant brilliant so, terrible so that. we've um we've kind of come together um and we've for some they said it couldn't be done they said it shouldn't be done
2: and no they said don't do it well they, they said
1: just don't do it lads yeah <laughs> it was stupid idea who would yeah, listen rubbish. literally well we said at least one of three would listen on this podcast i think i mean i'm not this is not my sort of thing. I w- I definitely won't listen to this. It's not
2: my kind of thing at all. Oh, I told my dad about it this morning. Yeah. I actually spoke to my dad for Father's Day. I told him about it this morning and the silence that met me afterwards. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have to. You don't have to listen to it. It's just, you know, I'll send you a link. Uh. Download it.
1: Please <laughs> give generously. And yeah, so... I, t- I suppose I should do some introductions. I mean, I've already introduced myself after trying to hijack the podcast name. But um, so I'm Damon Carter. Um, I'm joined by two colleagues um, that I've desperately been trying to shake off for 25 years. And even the idea of making a podcast I thought would make them properly end the friendship. They actually took me up on it. So This is completely backfired. This this whole thing was is just was just something I created just to see if I could just
2: shake you two off really. Um but you know it, it didn't it didn't feel like it when you were when you were selling it to I know, me. know, I got too into to it. This, that was actually. the thing. Yeah. I got too into it. I got too into yeah.
1: trying to sell it. Um but yeah I'm drawn by two two friends that I've known for many, many years. Um firstly a man um whose film knowledge is as savage as an Arnie neck breaker who once described John Carpenter's classic Halloween as overrated to a professor of horror movies, Alex Hall. How are <laughs> you, sir?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know it. Oh, um, Alex. Michael Alex, Coven, Alex, Alex. Dr. Michael Coven, he, I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure he can't wait to hear Alex's opinions again. But I, I was sat in that seminar and I remember Alex saying, yeah, it was overrated and his the look on to Coven's face. Why is our Halloween overrated, Alex?
0: It's just not that good.
1: That's, that's a scintillating thing. <laughs> you've you, you really
0: you've really caught me off off guard there. I um, <laughs> can't say I um well particularly remember making that comment. It was uh, you know, two decades ago. And um <clears throat> also I've never really watched Halloween films. I mean, I I, I've watched them, but I've never
1: really watched them. <laughs> this is a running theme. Typical Alex. I'm, I'm you know, worried. Going out of
2: his way to press people's buttons. I'm,
1: I'm, worried, uh, I'm worried he's even watched this film that we're going to be talking about. But, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> he
0: well, he well, says can, he's I, watched I, it. He says he's watched it. I can guarantee, as we get into that, I can guarantee I have watched it again and i have got a lot to say on okay fantastic me watching it again, watching it again.
1: Are, you, are you holding a piece of cheese for effect that what... <laughs>
0: Who's
2: no, that I've joining
0: got... uh, that's my daughter master chef she's off um it's not cheese it's um, pineapple oh sorry i am yes. um... <clears throat> just indulging in some pineapple i might have another, another few slices later um Blooming delicious. If, if you've never tried pineapple before, it's really nice. But you have to wait for it to get ripe. Don't eat it straight out of, out of the shop unless it's already ripe.
2: So. And then you have to eat it quick before it eats you.
0: Mm. It's actually When you talk about pineapple, I have a, a sort of family motto that is eat the pineapple. Um, and it comes from when I was a kid when my mum bought a pineapple. And she was saving the bloody thing, saving it. And I was like, "Can Where we eat did the pineapple?" I, put my doggy? I don't know. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was
1: culinary corner. So um, there
2: we go. So that was our introduction sorry. to Alex. Yeah, yeah, you that was my oh, back <laughs> again.
0: <back>. You know, <laughs> that was my keep going. The story's going on. The, finish the story. Yeah, yeah. So my mom, she had, she bought this pineapple. She was saving it in the, in the fruit bowl, and we were never allowed to eat it. After every dinner, I was like can we eat the pineapple? She was like, no, no, we're going to save it for a special occasion. And it gets one night. And I was like, can we eat the pineapple? She was like, yes, you can eat the pineapple. I ran over, I got the pineapple out of the bowl, I turned it round and on the back of it, it was completely mouldy and just it had gone. So ah. that's why my, my family motto, now I've grown up and I've got older, is eat the pineapple. Don't, don't save it. Don't save it. There you do, go. listen Go off.
1: That's that's one to take. One of Alex's sort of philosophical takes. Um, you will have heard another voice laughing away amongst that. Um, another man who I've been trying to shake off for many years. Um, who who didn't go drinking last night with another member of the the podcast team and didn't get drunk and
2: didn't make spend most of today with a headache. Who hasn't yet got a hangover and has had a couple of paracetamol to try and ensure <laughs> and there's some the level other, of energy to this podcast this and, evening.
1: And the other member um, is sorry for his part <laughs> um, because he didn't realise at the time. So the other podcast member, I won't say who, but I'm sorry, Cam. Um, so, yeah, um, a man who loves a certain violent 80s action movie so much that he considered changing his name to cam mando cam mando cam mm. even
2: went out last night wearing no underwear because i thought it'd make a funny joke commando oh, anyway one? hi uh, cameron how's my name don't wear it out <laughs> don't wear it out <laughs> So have we even said what have we even have we even described what movie we're going to be uh, talking about it, in this, this episode is, of the podcast? This is
1: all carefully planned,
2: is it? So, yeah, this you is. You seem to have a plan. Okay, I've got a plan. I'll leave it in your capable hands.
1: You know, the, you know. So, so we, what? One of you, Alex, explain what 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 is the point of this podcast? i um,
0: <laughs> What are we doing? Like, what What is this? Okay, so. so uh, Give me two seconds. I'm really sorry, pickle wickle. Could you please just leave me alone? <laughs> I, I don't know where your dog is.
2: Oh, bless her. So, as you can see, there are trials and tribulations go, that we have to, to deal go. with as we're working our way through these podcasts. And, and quite frankly, it's part of the entertainment, really. It is. So,
0: the podcast is essentially um, three friends in middle age,
2: three middle-aged men, <laughs> three Irrelevant. friends in their early forties.
0: Yeah, you know, in their early 40s, um, who have decided after, you know, a lifetime of um, friendship to just sort of like get together uh, a couple of times a year and discuss a film that they've plucked from their um, catalogue of films that they know. And we're sort of going with um, films, films from our youth at the moment. Um, and we're just going to sort of like discuss re-watching these films.
2: there was a reason why i interrupted and said middle-aged men is because obviously you're dealing with your children at the moment and um quite frankly that's it could it could be it could be a younger man doing that but uh you know we're we're on audio here so i'll just make it clear three aging (laughs) three aging wise men (laughs) with responsibilities (laughs) that greeting
0: (laughs) is that the most is that the most backward backhanded insult you've ever given me (laughs) (laughs) what what was that about (laughs) by the way we're old yeah i'm gonna call that out i'm I'm
1: gonna call that out and replace it with the word young and like like just like in in place like where just just me going young totally out of uh, sync with the way we've said it um yes i'd say that's probably about right we're gonna it's called the never-ending watch list um we've we're always, we've always creating watch lists. We're always every single one. If you've got Netflix, Disney, Amazon prime, paramount, Apple, whatever, there's a hundred more. Um, we're always going, Oh, here's another thing to add to your watch list. You'll be at work. Someone to go, oh, I tell you what you want to watch Alex, uh, such and such a film. And do you know what? It's, it's hard because everyone's got an opinion on film. And what's good is our opinion is better than everyone else's. So you're getting a stronger, opinion a stronger flavor of opinion than than your standard idiot at work who'll just pipe in there and go i'll tell you what is a good film taken two and you go ah that's good that's a good idea because the first one wasn't very good was it i'm not this isn't something <laughs> that happened to me but so yeah just so you know our opinion is better than yours so that's why
0: we deal with it yeah i don't think i've watched taken two So your
2: opinion, Alex, still counts and is still better than everybody else's, except for mine and yours, Damon, of course, obviously, Um, because we've got film degrees, which mean a lot. I mean, it means that if you talk to us about movies and you disagree with us, then you're wrong.
1: See, I wasn't going to include that. Now we do sound like assholes because now I've just said, oh, we we've got a better opinion here. Now that we've got film degrees, it makes us I'm going to cut that out. Everything we've said till now, I'm going to cut and we'll just start now.
2: you can't just alter everything that I say, you can't alter cam? what I say, cut what I say, be like, no, Cam, that's
0: you not cam. right. something. <laughs> you no, you've my not even got cam your, <laughs> even got your uh, video going because you couldn't work out how to plug in a microphone and a video at the same time. Although you have both, you can't plug them both into your computer. Dude, it's even worse um, than that. I've
2: just never thought about unplugging my keyboard because I don't need yeah. my keyboard. <laughs> but then I didn't yeah. leave myself enough time to figure out how to install the camera. So it's like, now. Yeah.
0: you see, again, this happening. is why you never, you never had to say middle age people will work it out. Um...
2: People, there's a guy <laughs> that's not familiar with tech.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we better start talking about the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, we yeah, yeah, we, yeah. So,
0: so each
1: part uh, yeah, 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 all right. Each podcast um, we're going to do a different film and we've decided This week is my choice. We're going to take it. We haven't just sort of got together as a three and gone, let's discuss which one we're going to do. I literally came up with this film and I threw it at Alex and Cam and said, this is what we're doing. This is the one we're watching. Um, And yeah, it's kind of been met with um, some interesting conversations already that we've had. Um, And the film is the 1986 classic
2: I think it's 1985.
0: And listen... Yeah, I thought it was 1985. I thought it was 1985. That is
2: my book of notes
0: that I've taken from watching it one and a half times.
1: All right. All right. We're going at harder. All right. It was released in the UK in February 1986. Right. And
0: therefore, I am now totally on Damon's side. I don't care what you say, Cameron. It was released in 1986 in the UK. And I only care about things that happened on my fair shores. Oh,
2: stop picking on me.
0: So I'm going to cut that out because... That immediate, <laughs> immediately with
1: alienating our international audience. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going to cut that bit out as well. So Sorry, well, so far, you're going to have four uh, seconds uh, of
2: content uh, that we can use. Damon, when you said that you were going to edit the show, I didn't think that you meant you were just going to cut everything out of the show. I'm going to just going to be this. you saying. And today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Commando. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for listening. That was a great podcast. And no, next just... time, we're going to be talking about a different film. <laughs>
1: and you... What do you think of this, Cameron? I thought it was a really good idea. Like, it's just me pretending to be you. Um, (laughs) That's, yeah, that's that's the way this is going. I haven't even said the title. of I was about to. The film is Commando. We've selected 1986's Arnold Schwarzenegger classic Commando. um, And I chose it um, mainly because it's a film I remember from my youth and being enthralled with Arnold Schwarzenegger movies um i think I, I think i must have watched it after i'd watched the terminator um and predator and a few others um and i just remember being so enraptured in it and what was funny is when i went to university i, I met some other friends that started quoting commando um, and laughing about it and when i watched it again this is probably about 20 years ago really finding it made me made me laugh so much and when i watched it recently for this Again, there were times when I was absolutely howling of laughter. So what were your, both like, Alex, what, what do you remember when you like first watched this
0: film? Like, how uh, well, it um, like yourself, it's, it's... The word commando is like a smell of my youth, of my <laughs> sort of like low, not low, young teen years. Like, I think like, like, like you said, you've got commando, you've got Predator... Demolition Man, um, these proper 80s action films um, and actually I've just remembered ITV used to do a late movie at 10 and I used to watch all of these when I was really young secretly on my black and white TV which had a you had to turn it like you'd turn a microwave sort of like a microwave oven dial up or down to tune it into the channel that you wanted and I had like a, a system of wires around my room to make the aerial um and you had to watch it in the dark really silently that i used to stay up and watch him and i had some secret cucumbers that i used to put on my eyes in the adverts to try and stay away and watch the film and it it, it it really does when i think of that film I, I i have such nostalgia for when i was young and the impact that those films had on me um like going camping I always wanted to go into like fireworks. So I really wanted, I just wanted to get a big log so I could, I could just come back with that log like Arnie, Arnie does and then get my axe and be chopping it.
1: Um, Alex is so performing could... all of the actions of the movie in case you're just <laughs> like, listening in. <to>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it, I, 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 I really used to, yeah, I, I loved it. Like, when, but when I think back to how I used to think about that film, yeah massive nostalgia
1: and you didn't have to again we didn't need to tell everyone that we were middle-aged because when you talked about your black and white tv it would have been obvious to the youth that were listening to this that (laughs) we are very very old um I (laughs) think we are but Cameron what about you what what were your memories
2: of Commando well you know Commando isn't one of the uh Arnie movies that were high up on the list and 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 having rewatched it, it's not it's not one of the movies that I'd say is his, is is his most quality of movies. You've
0: In fact, map, like you said, soap. it's
2: it's very very silly. Um. So I mean, Arnie's iconic. Most people our age would uh, straight away know who you're talking about when you when you mention the name Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rainier um, Wolfcastle. Rainier Wolfcastle. Yeah, yeah. my eyes. Um, do they do nothing.
0: <laughs>
2: um, but Yeah, just uh, me
0: in front of a brick wall for an hour and a half. It costs 80, eighty million, million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't know how we got onto that. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, Cap. Sorry, <laughs> sorry.
2: I do. We're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I had nightmares after watching Terminator, which was one of the first like uh, adult-rated movies that I was allowed to watch. And my mum, like she, as soon as I was, as soon as I watched it, I was, I was I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep that night. I remember my older cousin having to come in and comfort me. And um, my mum was really annoyed with herself for letting me watch it. Um, Commando was one that I probably didn't watch that often um and you know it moves so quickly I, having having rewatched it it's one of those films you can say that it's completely throwaway but if you pay attention there is there is actually a narrative beyond one man who's trying to save his daughter um but they move through it so damn quickly it's really not important like the hook isn't why he's doing it the hook is it's happening
0: yeah uh, i love the 90 minute format I oh. I rewatched re-watch it and I was I was waiting to get to the next scene so I was thinking, oh, it's going to be ages until, and, so, and I was like, whoa, I'm there! I'm like, oh, this is brilliant! You just you, you go through the story. Hold and just... that
1: for because I'll I'll come to that the ninety minute thing because I think it's quite an important thing. Um, yeah, I think um. Well the general feelings of the film, then both of you, like just without going too much into it, cause we'll talk about it in the sort of the six, six or seven points that we're going to discuss. Like what are the, now you've watched it with fresh eyes, fresh youthful eyes. Um, what, what are your takes on it now?
0: I think Cameron, Cameron, you go first.
2: Okay. I found it to be, um, let's say very economic with its narrative. Like the whole setup takes place almost, almost before the, um, the, the, the credits have rolled, the opening credits have rolled. They, they have one bite of, let me say, uh, an, a mystery sandwich. I don't understand why it's a mystery sandwich. What's um, in this? Oh, you don't even want to know. Like, like I, I do. Is I it? really want to know what's in the sandwich I'm about to eat. Wait, is within it one, within one bite of that sandwich, the carnage <laughs> already begins.
1: Sylvester so Stallone sweat.
2: Well, what? actually, the carnage begins right away because it opens up, doesn't it, with the pretend bin men.
0: Yeah, it goes, and straight, you don't even, it goes straight into
2: murder. Yeah. It um, don't even tell you who those guys are. You just, like, that some guy's in bed with his woman. They're like, oh, the bin men, that's weird. They don't usually come on a Tuesday and then he gets blown to bits. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this guy?
0: <laughs> he He's actually, he's actually a, um equally trained or, you know, th- Equal to Arnie, he's one of Arnie's old. He's one of Arnie's Arnie's team. Like, but to be honest, when you just look at him standing there and then allowing himself to get shot, you're like, really? Arnie, (laughs) you didn't surround yourself with the best, did you?
2: So, yeah, (laughs) the whole the whole setup for the movie happens before the starting credits. And I was thinking when I was watching it, you get some movies like Man on Fire, for example, where they established a relationship between um, two characters for an entire half of the movie. So that when one character gets removed from the movie, there's an emotional hook. Whereas with Commando, the whole movie, the emotional hook of the movie is completely focused on the relationship between Arnie and his daughter. And they use the opening credits as a montage to, to show you their entire relationship. And then, boom, she's gone. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, I know what you mean. It's got that kind of quick, no messing about. Well, no gonna messing go about. Yeah. What about I you, mean... Alex?
0: Oh, sorry, Cam, gone, on. Sorry, gone. on. Yeah, can say your piece. Oh, okay, right. so
2: I thought that really, really funny was that um, this whole setup, when the colonel uh, turns up in the helicopter where you know is living on top of a mountain for some reason. I know that he wants to get out, but to get out, he's got to live, gone to live on top of a mountain. It's a long way from <laughs> anywhere. It appears. Um, They turn up in their chopper. They say, "Oh, your your whole team's been assassinated." It's like, "Oh dear, we'll leave you these guys. They're almost as good as you." And those those bodyguards that they leave within thirty seconds get annihilated by a guy that's hiding in a bush. And then you find out that they tracked them. They killed his team to track them up the mountain. I'm like, "Okay, they turned up in a helicopter. How did these other guys arrive? I don't get it." Just they just in, the in the bushes 30 seconds later, but they weren't there before because they followed the helicopter, right?
0: You see the cars later. They, they have a great, anyway. <laughs> the downhill
2: chases are remarkable. <laughs> uh-huh. Watching Arnie bouncing around as he's going downhill. The best
0: thing about that is Arnie's going straight down like this. He's just going straight down. <laughs> They're going the proper way. They're going like that, all right? They're going the long way, the slow way. Arnie's doing this. They beat him. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Crash into him. Make it, make it, make it sit. I'm like, what the fuck did you just stop? You're like, right, there he goes.
1: Notice how the car bounces as well. And he is still relatively, slightly bouncing. Whereas you think in reality, you'd be absolutely flapping up and down on the box. Oh the roof yeah, of the car. no, there are a
2: couple of comedy edits where he's sort <laughs> of raising up off of his seat into the roof of the car. And it's like... Because it's Arnie as well. There's not much space in there for him. It's he's a big man.
1: We'll come to all those little bits in a minute as I go on the the seven points I was going to come across. But quickly, Alex as well. Like actually, Cam, just in general, do you like the film or where do you stand? Like if you, not that you have to rate it, we'll do that maybe later, but like where, if, you know, what do you think in general? Good, well, you know, what, what do you- It's what a bit you, of a B-movie action. Bit of a B-movie movie. action film. Okay, all right. Alex, what about your quick general feelings on the film?
0: Well, I'll just run through my, my first note that I made on Commando. Um, rewatching it, full of nostalgia. I realise it's actually quite a hard word to spell. Took me a while to find it. on <laughs> the old thing, not being able to spell too well. I was like, Commando, C-A? No, that's wrong. Um, cam- oh,
1: yeah, Commando. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> apart from the spelling, um, yeah, I, I wish you'd never told me to watch this film again I loved it it was part of my childhood I I, I have wasted hours of my life re-watching this film um, it's awful so I say to any, any listeners out there that like me have a massive nostalgic feeling about Commando leave it there, don't revisit it, it's fantastic in your head it's awful on the screen
1: um, when I said earlier all... Or our opinions are superior to everyone else. I didn't mean it for all the people on the podcast. So just no, no, it's not, no. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm just saying. Yeah, sorry. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying
0: you, you ruined what was a great film for me. Oh, uh,
1: I, right. Okay, let's get into this because I this is probably the, <laughs> the, the thesis of this podcast is really should it go on your watch list? And I'm fairly sure Alex has already said no, I'm going to change him. Really? I'm going to, by the end of this, <laughs> this is going to end. I'm telling you. you. Wait, at the end of this podcast, he's going to go, oh, actually, he got a point.
2: So no, no,
0: I'm not saying... I,
2: I, David, I mean, it, it saying seems a little I bit like it. you're trying to attack <laughs> a bear with a pea shooter, mate. <laughs> <laughs> not
0: a bear.
1: <laughs> Fine, right. Point, part one of what I'm going to talk about. This is great. This is an 80s movie in a nutshell, right? This is like, you've got... Arnie is most famous. He was paid something like, I think, $2 million to make this film, which, you know, back then, pretty big money. Um, Today's money, that's like $2 million. Two million dollars exactly what it is, it's literally the same. Like, it's just, I don't know why people keep changing it, it's the idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, but you've got Arnie, you've got like you said, muscles. He's 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 suiting up, like at the start of his, his montage. You've got all these like he's going shopping, he's gonna go get guns. He's like, well, I don't also know why when they do a, a montage, they need to showcase the shoes being done. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, you've got all this macho stuff, and they're gonna close up on the shoes. Maybe there was like a contract with. I don't know, the, the boot manufacturer that he was wearing, they were like, can we just get a close up during the montage so we can really sell these like beige boots that he's wearing? Um, but yeah, that, unnecessary montages where shots happen and they shouldn't do. My, my no, thing should...
0: with this, go, go on. No, no, sorry. I was, I was going to say to me, but I won't. It was <laughs> about, um... no, you just go.
1: You've got electric music, like you've got like you've got steel drum soundtrack with a bit of a reggae beat all the way through the film, giving it a nice. <laughs> I, love it.
0: I do like the soundtrack. The soundtrack is so quintessentially English. Oh, Not it's the, it, it, English it's eighties. Sorry, it's so 80s. 80s it's
1: so 80s, 80s. It, and it takes me back nostalgically i'm like oh this is so good this is like it, it the whole thing was just going through and it, and it does build the it, tension The
0: sending sax yeah
1: <laughs> yeah there's saxophone in there as well like it's just like it's it's also a bit sexy like it's you know and arnie isn't like, necessarily known for being sexy he's, you know he's a bit of a bit of a muscly kind of guy a bit of a brute but like the whole film has a sort of a sexy vibe and then yeah you, you add in the female character um i forget her name now what Sorry, Sagum. Cindy. Cindy. Vic, who?
0: Who's Cindy? The daughter. Sorry. No, that's Jane. No, the um, the
2: the the vic, the so-called victim, who is definitely not a civilian, based upon the way that she behaves in that movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: she, she just. She's she called Vicky. Cindy. Uh,
2: Cindy. I've written notes. her name down as
0: bloody Vicky. Cindy,
2: played by Ray Dawn Chong.
1: That's the one.
0: Cindy. Right, we're, we're all
1: checking now, as podcast. Oh checking <laughs> checking imdp desperately yeah I'll, it is I'll, cindy we'll, he's right we'll get totally onto that right.
0: cameron because i've made a load of notes about i called her vicky but a load of notes about Cindy. very much well very much along the theme that you were just talking about she is
1: there. superfluous
0: <laughs> where's she come from she just she
1: appears she has her car ripped up <clears throat> stolen absolutely smashed to pieces and then she just carries on with Arnie. She's probably got yeah. a life. She's probably got stuff going on back home. But she's like, no, do you know what? I'm going to keep going with this guy all the way to this random island because I just so happen to be a pilot. Um, and I can ride this plane and help him because that's the only real reason I need to be in this film.
2: Just, just before he tears the seat out of her car at the point of him kidnapping her, uh, she says to him, uh, listen, I've got a 7.30 advanced karate class I can't help you and arnie just says you're not going to make it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, love it. I love the way she she's in. like i've got I, she doesn't say i know karate <laughs> going, i've got i've got an advanced karate class so yes. i've got to go to that
1: but she's <laughs> oh, already I, kind of admitting i can
0: fight out you she's admitting she's taken... she
1: could do some karate maybe not to an advanced level but she could do some karate but she's like no nah, i'm Going to give in. Yeah, going
2: she's, to, she's a civilian that's also taking pilot lessons. When she needs to fly a plane, she also understands that if she flies really close to the sea, the waves will distort the radar. It's like, what kind of civilian pilot license are you taking? What <laughs> yeah. What I've are they teaching say, you?
0: <laughs> I've got to say, I can't fly a plane. I have had a thirty-minute air pilot thing, but I think I have heard if you if you fly low to the ground radar can't see you i don't know whether or not it's true but i have heard it from films like commando so which is fair if, enough what, fair what enough
2: in commando he's supposed to be an elite she provides him that information it's like she's the one that's in no he doesn't know that if he's the elite character he's the one that's not a civilian yeah, he, he's, he's not an one. elite
0: pilot that, that's what pilots do he just gets in the plane and goes oh no take me to the action like that and then <laughs>
2: And then off he goes. It, off he off goes. they go.
0: He, he doesn't so, think me. So what he's, you're uh, saying is, uh, whilst, whilst they're flying, he's just looking out the window at the pretty clouds or the mountains or whatever. He's trying to pay attention, but he probably, uh, you might get this, Cameron. Just tunes out every time he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, and I'm, like, I'm going to watch what's going on here," and then he'll just kind of tune out and be like, oh, fuck, "I was looking at the clouds again." Like, so yeah, what you're saying
2: in? is, it's completely plausible after a 30 minute initial lesson as a pilot that you'd understand how to evade radar.
0: It's, yeah. it's first yes, first lesson. Yes, not huh? necessary. I think you need more of a lesson, like a few lessons, to be able to take it off. Um, but yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, I think Cindy. her, I think her character um requires an entire other film because I'd love to see what her life is like before and after she runs into a uh, matrix.
0: Yeah, because I I've got a theory. Like <clears throat> she is either for me a terrible actress or. There was a whole lot more going on with that character, which is what I like to believe because she is never phased. Like, we're introduced to her with um Sully. Um, you know, I've got a whole section chased, on Sully, by the way. <laughs> chasing her down in the most rapey kind of hip-hop line you can ever have.
1: Bit rapey. Oh, yeah. Definitely rapey. <laughs>
0: he, you know I mean? he stalks her into a deserted car park. He yeah. says to her, a... like He says to her, I've got something I want to show you. It's like, all right, then, creep. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) It's horrible. But she's just like, oh, God, oh, God, whatever. Like, just get on with it. Then she meets Arnie. Then all hell breaks loose. All that stuff happens. She has two chances to get away from him. But then just dives into the car because this bit I can't work out. He has literally told her everything that she needed to know. His daughter's been kidnapped. There's a whole bunch of people. He's only got a few hours to get her back and he needs her help to get him. And then she's like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. And then she goes with him. And I'm thinking, you already know what's going on here. This This is what happened. I (laughs) I was thinking, what do you mean you're not going to tell her? She knows everything.
1: This is what happened in the 80s. Like people were getting into these sort of scrapes all the time. This was our imitating life. Like people would just go off to the shops for some milk and they'd end up in some sort of arms deal because they accidentally were taken hostage by an ex CIA operative that needed to get their daughter back. And all of a sudden they're, they're enwrapped in this story. It happened all the time. Now, you know, this, that was the eighties. You couldn't walk yeah. out your door without getting caught up in scrapes. So this, this is just art imitating life. This is, this stuff was going on all the time. I think, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I made that up, but like, well, you weren't alive in the eighties.
2: So, um, just to give a little bit of context then, um, so Sully, is, um, he's a member of the, um, let's say, the bad guy team. And they're, they're attempting to um, coerce Matrix into going back to Valverde, where he's like being kind of key to a successful revolution. And they're sending him back to assassinate the uh, democratic president that he helped put in power. So um, with Sully's help, they put him onto a plane. And that's hilarious in itself, because on the plane, the guy, the bodyguard that he's put on the plane with, he asks the, um, the uh, maitre d', doesn't he, for a blanket and a pillow. And yeah. then she gives him a blanket and a pillow. And as the plane starts to take off, he elbows his bodyguard in the face, then cracks his neck. No and one just... sees
1: this. No one sees this, by the way. People <laughs> just... just reading their in-flight magazines. Like,
0: yeah, they the people <laughs> sitting to the side <laughs> or in front. But there's literally some people right in front of it. <laughs> but anyway,
2: so then, so by the time uh, Matrix kidnaps Cindy, Sully's already established himself, even to Cindy, that he's not a good guy. Right. Then when they get to the mall and Matrix tells Cindy, look, this guy that has already like made a move on you and is clearly not a good guy He's not a good guy and he is part of a team that's kidnapped my daughter and I really need your help. Can you help me get him him to come over here and I'll do the rest? And she's like, yeah, I'll help you. Then she goes into the restaurant that he's sitting in and goes to the security dude and she's like, there's a crazy guy over there that kidnapped me. So then she watches him maul all of these security dudes, tear, tear Sully out of the floor in, inside a phone booth and throw him upside down, like absolutely <laughs> annihilate tons of people in this mall. And then when he gets into a car again, she kind of like dives back into the car and like as if the car's more important than anything else that happened and claims that she helped him. And it's like, <laughs> What's going on here? That's why this film's great. Nothing makes sense. It's
1: <laughs> it's the whole point. It it's, it zips along like you've got. I mean, look, we haven't even spoken about John Matrix. What kind of a name is John Matrix? It's 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 it it it's just got something. It's, it's the sort of name
2: that I would have probably joking? come up with in my time at university.
0: It's the best. <laughs> it's the best foreshadowing of Keanu Reeves to main characters that he plays john wick and the matrix like they knew back then that it'd be like anyway
2: anyway mind Uh, blown mind (laughs) all to
1: the soundtrack of saxophones flutes and steel drums like this is you know this is the sort of stuff that drove the 80s The, the basically like joking aside like this is a film that is just pure popcorn fodder you know it's like it's not in any, you know, we could pull apart the plot. So many areas, like a lot of it, just doesn't make sense, and it's very need to get to the thing to do the that person to get here to do. Like the, the, when he's on the plane, going back to what you are saying about that. So he, he snapped the guy's neck. He's just having a little look around, and he's supposed to sit down. You know, on takeoff, virtually everyone does, but he says I get sick, so no one really does anything. And before you know it, he's ripped his way through Air the sick. plane, Air sick, ripped his way through the plane. He's on on actually hanging on. It seemed to be a thing that they did back in the 80s in films as well, and in, in the 70s, where people would be hanging off planes in some sort of fashion. I think it happened in the living daylights as well. Like, you just seem to, like, people go, oh, I need to hang off a plane. He's about 100 feet in the air. He drops from there because he sees some sort of swamp ditch, sort of ditch area. When they cut, it's like he's just jumped off a platform slightly above camera frame. It's,
0: yeah. it's, he just yeah. plops. He just does a little I plop mean- into some grass. All of that is pretty unbelievable. I mean, obviously, you're not going to jump off onto the tarmac. You'll get annihilated. So you have to wait till the plane's got up to over 100 miles an hour or whatever it is when they take off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the speed is blooming well. high. At least 100 He just plops in. Air. doesn't spin that way. Control. Plop into the swamp. And then he manages <laughs> to get back from the end of the runway, out of the swamp, back to the terminal where he was, and catch up with Sully. Yeah. And the only reason... The most- Forget everything else. That's the most unbelievable bit. I mean, he was a long way away from Sully. A long way.
1: And he somehow no manages to find him that. quick. Sully the
0: only
2: reason, support. it's a bit of a Star Wars moment where they don't shoot the escape pod with the droids in. The only reason that this movie happens is because Sully doesn't do his bloody job properly. Right, All he had to do was watch the plane actually take off. Like if he'd have kept watching for one second longer, he'd have seen a a John Matrix climbing out the back of the bloody plane, hanging off the wheel, and would have been able to go straight <laughs> to his bosses. Little. Yeah, just what he's just like. Well, the plane looks like it's gonna take off, so that's my job done here, yeah. and off he goes. Off, <laughs>
1: yeah. I go. off I need to just see what I can do. If there's any girls around, I can be a bit rapey with. Um, Yeah, he's like.
2: It might sound I'm being derogatory towards this movie, but this is all stuff that I've been enjoying about it. This isn't like I'm not hating on it for all of this. It's just like um, there's so many questions that are raised throughout the narrative of this movie.
1: And that brings me to like part two of my you've got to add this to your watch list. Um, Hilarious movie bad guys. Like we've just we will talk on Sully because we're talking about Sully anyway. Like, I don't think you get many four foot five. um, Four foot five? (laughs) 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 <laughs> he's a, all right. Maybe that's a bit unfair. I mean, standing next small. to
2: Arnie, he does look a little bit like he's a child. Small
1: guy in a giant suit. He's in a suit that I think Arnie probably lent him. Like he, he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 a, he's a great actor, actually, isn't he? Um, what's his name? Um, David. What's his name? It is David Patrick. David Kelly. Patrick Kelly. He's been in. I think he was actually in Succession recently. He's been in, and he certainly. Have you ever seen The Warriors, Alex? No. Oh, you've got to watch
2: the Warriors. Um,
1: come out to play, Warriors. He does that. He's he's one of the most famous lines in that. It's
2: quite like iconic. Yeah, right the very end of the movie he's sitting in his is is part of the Irish gang, and he's sitting.
0: Well, don't, don't ruin it for me. Telling me what's happening at the end.
2: That's a point I didn't say in this.
0: Spoilers.
1: It doesn't really matter because unless unless you're really naive, you know that Arnie is gonna. Win the day, like we don't need to say spoilers for this film, do we? Isn't that nothing's being ruined, is it?
0: It's an Arnie film. Arnie's gonna win.
1: Arnie wins.
0: That's it.
1: <laughs> um, excuse me. Um, but yeah, Sully kind of epitomises the, the ragtag bunch of bad guys that they've kind of put together on this one. Um, you've got a guy that <laughs> four foot five. Maybe that's a bit unfair. He's probably more like five foot. I don't know, five foot four or something. He's not a big guy. Um, and he's very larry with Arnie, it's, you know, and he's like, he, he gets, gives him sort of $10 because have, have some extra drinks so we can spend longer with him. Yeah, you
0: when also. you get there, yeah. I nice, get to I, 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 I have to, I have to. That, that line is... Go on. Um, he puts the money in the pocket. He goes, here, have some beers. When you get to, have some beers when you get to the Valverde. Or for when you get there, or whatever he says, right? It will give everyone more time with your daughter. That's, that's right. what he says. He says, Have some beers. It'll give everyone more time with your daughter. That's that's a little bit pedophilic. Like, like that's low. But he says, Arnie, <coughs> uh, this is this is this is actually one of the lines that ruins the film for me because I I never noticed that as a kid. I never noticed that line at all. Didn't, didn't understand what he was talking about at all. Arnie's reaction to it is, I like you, Sonny. That's why I'll kill you last. Which, <laughs> all <this> impression. <clears throat> but Arnie you was in the podcast
1: it, for a second.
2: There's, there's absolutely nothing to like about it, which then when, he, when it turns out that he, I lied, it makes perfect what? sense about it. Yeah, him.
0: absolutely. Now, as a kid, I was like, oh, we like Sully. Sully said a joke. Ah oh, ha, ha. And then he's, because he, Arnie looks a little bit remorseful when he says it. He's like, Sully, when I said I'll kill you last, I lied. <laughs> You know, and, 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 yeah. 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 Let him he's, lying, go. He's, lying, he's lying to Sydney. Cindy. she's like, "Where's Sully And she's like, "I had to let him go." Like, yeah. He, he, I, I think Arnie should have taken more satisfaction in killing him, unless like, "Oh, I said I'll do it last," but actually, you're like eight. It's, it's no good. I, I was wrong. Ah, like, oh, man. You know, like. I, yeah, I I, so, yeah, I don't know why that ruined, ruined well it. Well, there's
2: just been the, the... because
0: because I, I I when I was a kid, there was no. I didn't quite get why he gave him the money, if you know what I mean. And what what I, the whole nasty intention behind that? Um, but
1: he's winding him up, isn't he? That's that's yeah, the whole point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But but Arnie is not mad enough.
1: But I think he knows like, he's he's not. He's that's why he kind of fires back with. Oh, okay. You're making jokes about my daughter. I'll make a joke about actually killing you um, and actually follow through with it. And it and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of a, just a power play. I, don't, I wouldn't take it, like, obviously, films like this back in the 80s um, and 90s, I suppose, like, there's going to be things in it where you're like, oh, that's a bit, hmm, not sure about that. But I think, you know, for the character, Sully has if already he's shown it, he's a bit rapey. He you know. was,
0: was, was more paid off at himself for not killing Sully last, like he said he was going to, than he was to get. And You know, one up on
1: Sully. Right? It was all a, it was all a ruse, so that when he, he killed him, there'd be some sort of satisfaction on him. But yeah, I mean, Sully, yeah. Sully's crazy. I mean, the, the weird thing, I won't quote it, but what he says to Cindy when he, she fin- finally shakes him off, it's really weird. He's like, he's like, he's annoyed at her for for flirting. <laughs> it's like, it's like he goes away going, God, women, like, I obviously <laughs> doesn't, doesn't say that, but you're like, Sully what are you doing like i know even in the 80s this is not behavior that sh- is any man should be doing you know so yeah, yeah silly no. um arius is um i don't know if you know arius the, the main guy um he's actually again this is the only thing I'm, I'm is a slightly troublesome character He's actually he was the he's dan hedaya he's actually the dad in clueless do you remember clueless
2: not a film that I've really paid much attention to. I didn't
0: watch it I my note, my that. note
2: was um blackface lol. Blackface lol. Well, it's more blackface. like Mexican face, isn't it? Because he's definitely uh definitely got a little bit of uh, makeup on. He's not on there. yeah,
1: he's not Mexican. Like yeah. he, he, he's he's definitely not. He can't be, yeah, he's he's sort of I don't know, it just feels a bit like they, and they shoehorned him in a bit. But his his bad guy, if I'm honest, was probably a little bit loose compared to the other ones. If you go to cook you were talking about at the start um who blows away the first guy from the bins which by the way there's there's a few beats that are missing that make it even funnier like you know when they go he goes i thought i'd missed you and then they Uh. sort of take uh, quite a long time i think to go and get their guns point their guns and then go we won't or something like to that effect and you're like well well, you should have done it quicker you know it's a a bit more efficient but then they kill that guy then he goes and I, I think he kills the guy or very badly injures the guy in the showroom at the start.
2: Uh, hey, yeah. The thing I like, do you know what the thing is I like best about this car? The price. The price. And then he like, drives the guy through a plate glass, plate glass window, doesn't he?
1: How much do you think that is?
2: <laughs> well, he drives it away without paying a damn penny. so.
1: Ah, uh, right. Yeah. He probably didn't go back after that. To finish the finance I'm deal. I'm assuming he yeah. didn't,
2: and I don't think he paid for the damages. Or, no, um, wrote <laughs> he a didn't eulogy. go back and went. Sorry,
1: I didn't. Yeah, didn't mean to do that. I it was in gear, didn't realize it just shot out, and then yeah. I, I carried on a few miles up the road. Yeah, but like,
2: the whole thing. The whole thing is really. Uh, by the way, we, we've lost Alex. Here, we be back in a minute. Um, But the the whole thing is completely centred around John Matrix and his adventure. So all of this stuff that surrounds John Matrix, it's all like throwaway narrative. I had to really pay attention within like a a two and a half to five minute span to learn about what he's actually doing, why they've not killed him, what they're doing with his with his men. Because the first time I watched it, I kind of missed all that. And it was just like an action film where they didn't kill John Matrix for some reason, like they did with the rest of his team. And then John Matrix is trying to get his daughter back. So then on second viewing, it's like, oh, there's so much I missed in that first tiny little bit of the movie. Yeah. That, that is just really key to understanding what's going on in the rest of it. I mean, you don't have to understand it because it really is a throwaway action film.
1: Absolutely. And those are that To me, those are the movies I loved. And I think it's very much a kind of a throwaway piece of entertainment that you are just sort of swept along in. Now, we talked about bad guys. Cook, by the way, getting killed in one of the most... <laughs> I could sort of say it's a bit of exploit. Yeah, I've never seen many films where they do so much... They do a blatant cut through, smash through a wall just so they can show a woman... With a top off.
2: <laughs> I think in the 1980s that sort of action sequence was obligatory. So at this point, yes. Matrix is um Matrix and Cindy are at a motel. Is yes. that where they have gone to the motel to to find Cook, haven't they?
0: Because Cook's yeah. supposed to be at the that, motel. that, that, that that's meet, the room, be, room key that he gets out of Sully's. Yeah, yeah. He thinks
1: Sully's there. Like you think the Cindy pretends that Sully's in the shower,
2: and obviously Arnie's hiding behind the door. And then they have a big fight, and they, like you said, they explode into the next door room. And it's like, it's perfect for the soundtrack because it's proper ninety, it's proper like sleazy porn music. And they burst in. It's like the obligatory, we're just having casual sex in our in our room, and this fight is now happening around us. Kind of scene. It's like, I do, <laughs> yeah, I do go, think there's other films I've seen that scene in. You know, it's, yeah. yeah, but
0: it's it's the gun. It's like there's like four or five. Very loud revolver gunshots that happen before they burst through the room. Yeah. Now if I was that couple,
2: They'd be yeah, I think. At <laughs> <yeah, laughs> the very least, you'd be like, something's going on next door. <laughs> I think you would have stopped. You would have stopped. No, know, no,
1: honey, gunshots, honey, gunshots. no, don't. It's just they're watching a movie. Yeah. To don't let it
0: ruin the bum chicken well, well. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> So yeah, that,
0: just, uh, <laughs> so, oh, what, what you were expecting, like look, there's bullets coming through your room at uh, your wall or These
1: paper thin plasterboards, yeah, and um, and then obviously he has to be impaled. In, in fact, all of the people that get killed in in this like seem to be dispatched either gorily or pretty coldly, you know. So like, Cook ends up being impaled on is it? What's it like a uh, a piece of? It's wood like a stuff? broken chair leg. Yeah, you know? like he gets impaled on that. It's like it's pretty disgusting. But then because he's a bad guy, you're like yeah yeah that makes that's is good um now we've talked about bad guys, and there's one we haven't talked about yeah yeah, <laughs> and I've been saving him because i think when I think of bennett i i i i genuinely a little tear comes to my eye because it's it's one of it's a bad guy for the ages he he is apparently matrix's match and he <laughs> he rocks up. In a Freddie Mercury style <laughs> look with a with a metal chain vest. Like he's literally walked out of the blue oyster bar in the police academy movies and with his beautiful mustache, um just kind of skulking around the place going, Matrix will make a lot work of you guys. Like he's kind of like <laughs> with, with a slightly campy tone. I know he doesn't say that, but like what does he say? Like, I enjoy listening to your little pissant soldiers. Like and he's just like he's it just, makes
0: me laugh. He does. If Matrix was here, he'd laugh too. He'd laugh to... he's, he's so you funny. Matrix could kill every one of your guys. That... What I
2: don't understand is Benny is supposed to be John Matrix's equal. He's... Now, I can only imagine <laughs> that the only reason he seems to have so completely under undervaluated John Matrix because he seems to be completely unprepared for the capabilities of his equal... <laughs> Is that <laughs> yeah. the, obviously obviously the reason why he's got an issue with him is because Matrix kicked him out of the team. So maybe he kicked him out of the team really early. Maybe he really doesn't know much about John Matrix, except that he, yeah. you know, it's his payday now and he's gonna collect.
0: I, I think so, because after he says, you know, it's payday, right? He goes, Oh, and he sticks his head into his car and goes, I'll be back. And <laughs> and he's like um, "Yeah," and, I, <laughs> and I'm gonna be ready. He doesn't do anything to prepare to be ready for him at all. Just, just, just hangs out feeling if his knife's sharp. Well, um, he's
1: sharpening his knife. That's his prep. His prep works that, Alex. He's just sharpening his knife.
2: One thing that I loved about the very start of this movie that I've forgotten to mention, and it's kind of... um, the way that we find out that Arnold's character, John Matrix is an elite character with like strong capabilities. Aside from the fact that he's carrying the log, he's then chopping the wood and his daughter is walking up behind him, but it don't show you that it's his daughter. You just see a shadow. And instead of turning around, he takes his axe and he looks at the reflection in the axe. And it's like, this is a foreshadowing of his capabilities. And it's so simple. Spidey Back then, it's like, all you needed was, to, oh, this guy knows to look at the axe reflection. He must know some shit.
1: <laughs> People in the 80s, were, this was a new thing, Cam. They, they were like, they were thinking, oh, yeah. Do you know what? Reflection is a good tool to use. Like, I didn't think of that. Oh, next time I'm chopping wood, I'm going to keep an eye on the reflection of my shiny axe.
2: It kind of works. Because it's kind of all you need, just a little subtle nod that, yeah, this guy's thinking on his feet. Yeah, this guy's... Yeah, got, well, you
0: know, <laughs> rear view mirrors weren't even invented until <laughs> nineteen—I um, think it was 1993 or
1: 94 or something. Shiniest axe I've ever seen in my life, that one. Anyone that ever chops wood with axe will know they've normally got the rustiest axe in the world. No one seems to have axes that nicely... Alex, you're looking at me as if to say you've got one. Out
0: no, 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 I agree. My, <laughs> axe, is, my axe is... You're going to
1: pull one out. Oh, actually, you mean one like this.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> no, always it's keep the the shiny. And it is, and it is, I do spray it with WD-40, um, but yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not that shiny. It, it's, it's, not, it's not reflection shiny. It's not that actually,
2: shiny. I remember it's not that shiny from that day when I came walking out to the caravan to find that you'd put a lasso on the ground. As I was walking out, you lassoed my foot while I was carrying the axe. The axe went flying into the air, span around, and I was really worried that my foot was about to get chopped off. Luckily, it landed on the side down. But, yeah, I do recall the axe not being particularly shiny.
1: I remember because we were all there. I saw that. It was like slow motion. The axe went in the air, like some spinning in the air. And we all kind of looked at each other going, Cameron's in trouble here. (laughs) And and luckily, he wasn't. I think it might have hit the wood side end or whatever. But whatever it was, you were all right. And, yeah, slight. Preamble there, but yeah, Ale- Alex almost chopped off Cameron's foot with an axe. Just for full disclosure, there, anyone listening?
0: <coughs> no, he didn't. Alex lassoed Cameron, who flung an axe into the air, and then that axe would have chopped. I didn't attack him with an axe. I attacked <laughs> with a lasso. Wow. That was it's a fun it, holiday in time. nature
2: up at the Peak District. That was that was one of our oh, earlier days of of being friends.
0: That deserves that a podcast. Is what home, that is when <laughs> you stay up late watching Arnie film <laughs>
1: we're going to come back to bennett later because i've got a whole section purely on a certain fight at the end of the film so my my third part to talk about is that the reason this should go on everyone's watch list is it's one of the most quotable films from the 80s it's certainly one of the most quotable action films like even you alex as much as you're saying Ah, oh, yeah, you know, this isn't. I'm annoyed. You maybe oh, watch it. I, I, yeah, yeah, no.
0: There I are mean, so I, many I, lines I'm, I'm in it that I I hate this film. But yeah, as you may have already been able to tell, I I know a few of the lines.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because it is. Everyone knows. Everyone from that kind of era that watched 80s action movies will know. Let off some steam, Bennett. You know, we all know those lines. Like you've already done a few yourself, Alex. What's your favourite quote? Yeah. What, what is the one of the ones? Is it that, or is there any others that you'd normally pull out? It's it's. For me, it's the
0: dead tired. It's the dead tired. It's dead tired. <laughs> that, has to, that has to be my personal favourite. And I think it's Cameron's as well, by the way he was talking about it earlier.
2: Uh, uh, this isn't a plane. This is a canoe with wings. Well, then get in and start peddling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I've grown to love, I'm going to shoot you between the balls. That, that's probably my... Cause, the Delivery on that is there's he's, he's like Shakespeare, he's really gone to town on that one. Um, but then I was when I listened back to that a few times, I was like, What is he wanted shooting him in the balls or the bowels because his thick Australian accent? I couldn't work it out, and I'm still not 100% sure. I think it's balls, but he was saying it's so deep it could have been his bowels, which in a weird way probably makes sense, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it's a quotable movie. It's got quotable lines. So yeah, like I've I've made a list of some. So we've already said some, like uh let off some steam Bennett. I eat green oh. berets for breakfast. I mean, come on. I should say it in the proper line, I eat green berets for breakfast.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've got that one written down as well. And also, do me a favor, don't disturb my friend. He's dead, dead tired, tired. <laughs> there's one I like
1: as well, where he's having the fight with Cook, you know before the lady and the the man that can 't seem to get away from each other, even though they hear bullet shots um where he says and apologies listeners like we're trying not to swear too much, but i'm going to have to say this, so he, he uh, Cook says to him, "Fuck you asshole, and Arnie comes back at him and goes really camply, i don 't know why, but kind of goes, "Fuck you asshole like it's it 's really. <laughs>
0: Watch it back again. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Isn't that isn't that line delivered when Cook's been smashed through the wall? The man and the woman finally stop having sex. She wobbles about. <laughs> what was that? Cook gets up and he's got his gun. And he goes, fuck you, like that. But Arnie just kind of takes his step forward, squares up to the gun, doesn't move. Because Arnie's been counting. He knows there's no more bullets left. He goes, click. And then he goes, fuck you, asshole. He is... knows he know- he knows there's no more bullets left in that gun. But there's the way it's delivered. Yeah. I still
1: can't quite yeah. work out. It still doesn't quite work in a way. It's almost like he's went, uh, this is the delivery yeah. I'm going for. But I don't think it's going to come across the same way. But that, that line tickled me a lot. Any more you guys have got? I've got... Um welcome back, John. So glad you could make it. Like, that's when he can hear all the explosions. <laughs> and he's just walking, he's skulking down a corridor on his own Bennett. and he's, again, with his knife, and he, see, he hears yeah,
0: explosions. He's not he's, preparing. He's, he's, not, just, he's yeah. literally just wandering around inside the mansion. To like, you know. Yeah, he, he
1: starts talking to himself. He goes, welcome back, John. So glad you could make it. <laughs> It's it's, it's like
0: who are not you talking also to? Protecting the guy that's paid him to protect him. Yeah, he's just walking. <laughs> up and he's down. not there with him. He's not, they're not together when Arnie finds him. Like,
1: <laughs> and of course, you don't need that chicken shit gone. These are the lines I love. I mean, I just think it's it's full of them. There's so many, and now I watched it back. There's like even more lines that I can I can think of. So, quotes, love them. Unless you guys have got any more, I'm gonna go on to part
2: four no i'm all done with my quotes
1: well actually before i go to part four um we're gonna have a little break for some adverts um where we'll be talking about the the comedy of the film um the violence that fight and the runtime of not just this film but many of the films so we'll be back straight after these short messages
0: Hey Bennett, let off some steam.
1: Thanks, Matrix. I will. With the steamer three thousand, cooks my veg thoroughly, keeping my blood pressure low, so I'm ready for all the battles we're gonna have in the future. What's that? I'm dead. Ah, for the love of. Hey, the name's Sully. I'm a man that likes cigarettes, illegal espionage, and romancing ladies in airports. Everyone asks me, Sully, what's your secret? You're a small guy. What is it that ladies love about you? Well, I gotta tell you, it's the big suits. That's why I'll only shop one place in the world. That's big suits for small men. On Western Boulevard. <music> welcome back everyone um i hope you enjoy those messages um so back onto commando the 1986 classic 1986 not 1985 guys
0: in um, the uk in the uk yeah. does that UK mean it was U- 85 us release is that what yeah, we're i saying? think so well I, I, I don't know but i thought it was 85 i mean that's
2: everything everything else is 85, it? but it makes sense that it'd be 86 in the uk especially back then we definitely did used to get later releases yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then you had to wait years for it to come out on t- on on, on like, video it'd the cinema. Yeah, then it'd come out in different countries. Then it had come out on video. Yeah, it, like, and then on TV it was, it was, was about
1: five six years later yeah. or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So yes, um, I'm going to ask you guys a question though, for part four. I'm going to probably put it more to you, Cameron. Start with: Do you think this film was made intentionally as a comedy, or do you think? it's kind of become a comedy like I know there are things in it that are funny but I don't I'm not 100% sure they meant it to be that funny what do you know
2: I don't think they did and I'll tell you why I think that's because I was listening recently to Arnie talking about how he really wanted to do a comedy and the, the <laughs> studios just simply wouldn't allow him those sorts of projects which is why when he Something about when he did Twins with Danny DeVito, he did it like for like no fee or something or a really low fee um, because he just really wanted to try his hand at comedy. So I don't think that Commando was supposed to be funny.
0: What about you, Alex? What do you think? I, I agree with Cameron. I don't think they were trying to be funny. And I think everyone involved in making that film looks back at it in shame.
1: <laughs> i think that's a bit hard <laughs> i don't think yeah. they do i don't think they, I, I will say I, this I, I, I do two things um it was it cost about 10 million dollars to make it made about 60 million worldwide i think something like that um but it it to me it was, it was a success i think from their point of view um on the twins thing cam slightly uh, I, I heard this the other day i don't i can't remember he was interviewed they all of them took no no fee so it was um Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Ivan Reitman, who directed it, they all took no fee as long as they got what they call points on the back end. So basically, they got a share of the profits. Twins was a huge hit. It made Uh, DeVito, Schwarzenegger, and Reitman loads of money. And they, because like there were producers fuming about that kind of thing back then. And and now it it even happened. I'm going off a tangent here, but like Jack Nicholson, for instance, did the same thing with Batman. I think he took a lowish salary, so long as he had a cut of the the merchandise, I think, of the Joker or whatever, and he, and he yeah. made an absolute fortune. So, like, for this one, Schwarzenegger isn't, was isn't like... Isn't that
0: famously what happened in Star Wars? Yeah, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Did it, yeah. Harrison Ford did that, like, he, yeah, that, that's what he did, and he ended up basically just looking out at that and just making quite yeah. a lot.
1: But whereas, you're right, Cam, I think, and, and Alex, yeah, like, I, I agree with you. I think, I think they intended to put a few gags in there, but I think they mainly intended this to be an action film with, you know, a few quips. I think what they've ended up making is an absolute comedy because it it encapsulates an 80s action film and not and it kind of showcases the producer's mentalities at the time. Like we we're talking about the women, the woman with a boobs out earlier. That is clearly a producer in a room that's watched maybe a first cut and gone, Yeah, you know what we need in this picture? We need some boobs like you know and it's like they've just gone yeah oh, can we just make make the fight go through the wall it's like and and the comic can we, we need we need a few more quips in this movie and what they've ended up doing is they've just made a film that shows all those things but high, now we've got a lot more knowledge of film and film the way films are made now we kind of realize this is hilarious because you can tell the things they're trying to put in and then they're lazily doing shots like the one where he drops from the plane like i was talking about earlier um some of the explosions are just like, like, we just need a rocket. Like the the producers is another one. Uh, We we just need some sort of rocket launcher. Everyone's putting rocket launchers in their pictures. We need to do that. Uh, Yeah. Give the girl a rocket launcher. She can get Arnie out of it. You know, it's like, why why would you fire a rocket launcher at the thing you're trying to help escape? It doesn't make any sense.
2: Not only that, again, it raises questions about Cindy's character. Yeah. So willing to just dive in and do this stuff. Like yeah. she's like it's second nature to her. And also I love no, the idea. That's what I mean. I, to... I
0: think, you know, she that that Cindy, right, could rival <laughs> Cindy. okay, and I'm yes. serious about this. Yeah. Not is, is, Vicky. Is, is, yeah, yeah, not Vicky. <laughs> Cindy could rival um what's it called from aliens, Ripley. Like. Right?
1: That is a bold statement. Go
0: on. Honestly, but no, you should, <laughs> look, everything we know about this woman, she's just the same as Ripley, just meant to be... <laughs> getting on with your life, doing your job, but actually, when the push comes to the shove, nothing phases them and they just keep going and going. Okay, and going, all right. And getting it done. I mean... Yeah, I think she... Like, either it's bad acting or that character is a proper unsung hero from
2: the 80s not only that she's firing a bazooka but she's firing a bazooka at a police van after they've arrested john matrix for being a public disturbance yeah um yeah i love that they turn the they they use the trope of the police being the jaded guys that really they're just so bored of their job they just don't care what they're doing anymore and that's what makes them the bad guys you know easy to hate (laughs) the police also
0: also (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they let like, like they're leching after her, and anyone that anyone that does do a bit of leching after older uh, Cindy does end up get like there's the police guy he's in there, he's like Aah! out the window at her. Next thing you know, Aah!
1: yeah, yeah, this is a bite back, yeah. Uh, the, yeah she does yeah. have to put up with a lot of leching, doesn't he? Now, now you've pointed it out to yeah, me, yeah. you're right, there's, she gets leched on there's by little... Sully. Yeah, yeah, Only yeah. Matrix actually doesn't once make a pass at her, really. Actually, I did read something. I think they tried to put in a scene of them kind of getting on, or I don't know, like a sex scene, but like, I think. Yeah. Basically close. basically
0: becoming a love interest towards yeah. in the film like that. Oh, but like, I think that, they, they cut it out. Character yeah. yeah, they cut it out. Yeah, I'm um, glad they did. I am always glad that they did. I think it's just nice that it's sort of like, you, you never really know what those two characters are going to go off and do. And i I actually was thinking, you know, the daughter and Cindy are not going to get on very well because Cindy's she's she's up for a rock. Like, yes, she'll be she'll be waiting for the next mission. Like definitely like, back at home, they'll all be doing happy families. But really, she's waiting for the next mission. Whereas the daughter's like, no, I don't, I don't want that to happen." And Matrix, well, he's a machine. Twitch him on. <laughs> well, I, I, that's my that was my fourth point
1: anyway. Comedy, I think this is a massive comedy film and it makes me genuinely three times I put it on in the last few weeks and certain bits I still laugh my head off at that really make me laugh. And I like, not just the chuckle, like genuinely make me burst out laughing mainly when it's Bennett, I won't laugh, but certainly when I come to my fifth point is when he gets to the Island, I don't think you will see many films of such absolute carnage that is performed with such balletic choreography and, the explosions of houses that are made from crepe paper and uh, waffle sticks are just just art. You know, he, he blows things up. It's almost like the, another thing with the producers. Yeah, I think what we need in this movie is a couple of big explosions. Like, and, yeah, yeah, just 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 blow up a
0: couple of buildings.
2: Yeah, now so repeat like, that
0: scene again. And again. And again.
2: They're like, so look, again, at the end of the script.
0: And one last time, repeat that. Those three buildings have to blow up again and again. And... Again, okay. I'll find them.
2: I'll figure. That's it. So the end of the script initially was like: so John Matrix goes onto the island and he's like super slick, does everything under the veil of of cover. He's he's hiding, he's dodging, he's weaving, he's getting to the centre of it all, and he's going to do it all with skill. And Guy's like, no, 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 no. Can we have it where he sets the alarm off right at the very first moment? And it's all carnage let loose. Yes, yes, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. okay, we'll do well,
0: that. And it's just him. It's not the first moment, is it, though? He plants all those bombs first. He does yeah. a fair bit. Think about how much ground he travelled just to plant those bombs.
2: He announces And then goes back to the
0: beginning and then blows them all up. I'm like, mate, you could have got your daughter and got out of there. There was no need for any of that. No fight. need whatsoever. <laughs> and he, he, if you, if you put that. the amount of effort in getting in, getting to your daughter as you did to planting <laughs> those bombs, then you would have had her, I mean, back at the plane, right? Like, end of story. But yeah,
2: when he gets to the island, it's really hard to pinpoint any specific thing that happens because it really is just he gets there, explosions start happening, loads of people die, it's all out carnage. Um, that's it's pretty much as far as I'm uh, in my mind that have been able to break it down to is. Yeah, it's just like it's an action set piece. The whole the whole island is an action set piece. Yeah.
0: There's an interesting
2: fact. Oh, go on, go on, Alex.
0: I, I was going to say, say your I was going to say it was another, it's actually another one of the scenes or montage of scenes that really, really didn't enjoy because I, I have big fond memories of the last fight scene, particularly in the shed. Particularly in the shed. I used to love that when that shed's getting shot and he's in there and he's. Iron of all the different weapons that he can use. But that scene, the scene that came before it, and then when he gets out of it, the scene in the Rose Garden, I'm just like, he, apart from a few very slow and clumsy forward rolls that look like they will be performed <laughs> by a 40-year-old, <laughs> right? He nothing wrong really with me forty. Other than stand there like this, walking sideways shooting with his muscles rippling and everybody around him seems to already have the drop on him. They know where he is. Yeah. They know where he's standing. <laughs> they're firing at him. He's not even moving apart from a couple of forward rolls. But they don't hit him. For ages.
1: Yeah. Because he's John Matrix. He's got the ability to weave in and out of these things. Like,
0: he's not even weaving no it weaving.
1: Out. Yeah, I have to admit, there's no weaving. There's no. There's definitely no weaving going on. is um, he's,
2: he's battling a load of stormtroopers, isn't he? Oh, man, yeah. He, they They're just... the
0: stormtroopers that got rejected for not being good in base. <laughs>
1: And apparently they used the same actors for several of these shots. So like the same guys that were killed were killed several times over during the, <laughs> the, that scene those long, because they didn't have enough of, of those guys they had to keep get, yeah, you can now be, because obviously they're all just dressed in camo gear. Yeah, yeah. Just, camo just, gear or is he dressed? Oh, I can't remember. They're all dressed in the same outfit. Um so that and they've probably all got wigs on they they're made to look like they're in, I don't know where it is. Um where is it actually? Where where is that island? I don't
2: know if I'd noted that. What in real life? Or, well, where flat- is it supposed to be in the narrative? I right? think it's all South, I know is South it's America. called Valverde, and I assume it's like, like... Caribbean, maybe? Uh,
0: yeah, uh, Central America, not South. It's gonna be it's gonna be Central America, North, yeah. South America. But they
1: all kind of look like that. Yeah, they've all yeah, maybe yeah. put black wigs on them and, and mustaches, very stereotypically like dress them up like that but I love the way Arnie shoots them and you're right Alex like it's like it's like that classic thing isn't it where like James Bond they can fire rounds and rounds of bullets at these guys and they somehow just sometimes they'll just flick their head away and they will never seem to get shot but when he shoots those guys they they do some hilarious movie like deaths like some of them uh, pirouette in the air like as they're being (laughs) like like, (laughs) some of them climb up things mm. as they've been shot so that they can then fall off them like um arius i'm sure when he gets shot in in the building he goes up and then pushes himself up as he's dying just so he can fall off the building onto the floor so we get that slow motion mm. oh he's clearly dead yeah well, yeah
0: you yeah to get
1: through the window yeah, yeah. and i love that because it, it's it's that classic oh this is again it's the producer and i think that's what i'm trying to get at with the film in many ways, it's stupidly made, but it's hilarious because it's kind of a commentary on those 80s movie producers that were like, ah, we need some more bad guys being shot in this shed. Like, we need some more of these guys getting get A few more hilarious deaths, please. You know, it's like they just they keep on going and it gets crazy. I mean, the violence in that scene is in the shed is interesting. Like, did they need to
0: scalp a man's head? I think It's that actually, would... it, it's the most gruesome part of the film. Like, yeah. Loads of killing, loads of, apart from maybe when he gets, you know, stabbed through the chest when he falls on the chair leg or whatever. Yeah. That bit where he <laughs> gets... shot a bit of his own Yeah, yeah, does it. I, I off. Don't, yeah, off it goes. I don't um, know
1: if that was in the ITV cut that I watched when I was a kid, because you remember when what we were... I was thinking. They cut thinking so much stuff out it. when we were I, kids. I
0: don't, I don't recall it actually scalping. Him, I don't. But,
1: and then I was like, apparently... I was,
0: I was watching it on a black and white TV with lots of snow. Yeah. So. The,
1: um, the arm chopping scene that followed shortly after that reminds me of a very um, funny film from 2004. Can you remember?
0: 2004.
1: Which film spoofs an arm being chopped off?
0: Um, I'm going to the Happy Army Gilmore. In
2: on Go Cam. what was it? I was thinking Happy Gilmore, but... Um... I don't think our arm gets chopped. I don't. It's almost like I remember the scene because I can can see the dummy arm just sort of falling off. It gets chopped and it just sort of, it's not a great effect if I recall. Night of
0: the Living Dead?
2: Oh, no. You're talking Predator, aren't you?
1: No, no. I'm saying which film in 2004 um, made fun of that arm chop scene?
0: Oh, no idea.
1: Comedy, a classic comedy. Will Ferrell. No, Anchor Man, Anchor Man. So like Tim Robbins, you know, during the big <laughs> fight, they chop off Luke. Wil- Tim Robbins chops off Luke Wilson's arm, and he's like, "Ah, I did not see that coming." And then le- later on, he has a different arm chopped off. Now, apparently, again, another thing I read off IMDb, they had a longer cut in Commando of him chopping the arm off and then th- throwing the arm back at him, saying, "Um." Something like, do you want a hand or something? Which is actually something they used in Robocop, which was made like about a year or two later. Yeah. But, yeah, but they cut it out because I think they, even the, the 80s film producers were even disgusted at that. So that just shows you, <laughs> they do have morals. Like, they, they, even
0: that was like, ah, it's a bit much. I, can, I can well, well, When you say it had head. morals, it took two years <laughs> until, until Robocop came out and uh, well. Bobby couldn't fly and uh, then all of a sudden it can happen.
1: So, <laughs> Also, another interesting fact. Do you know what... Um, actually, let me check if it's in the quiz that I'm going to give you guys later.
0: Oh, uh, what?
1: I'm going to give you a quiz later. Um, only f- oh, a few questions. That um, there's another film that used this exact same set, a, an 80s action movie. Do you know which one? No.
0: Uh, Terminator 2 used the um, mall. I think it was Terminator 2 used the the, the shopping centre.
1: You're right. Actually, you are correct. That's another one. Um There's another film that uses that particular scene at the end though. Um an Eddie Murphy film.
0: Beverly Hills Cop 92010.
1: Yeah, the first. Yeah, not not the Beverly Hills Cop 90210. That that if I'd watched, that'd be interesting. (laughs) So all the people, all the kids from Beverly Hills 90210 are now cops. That would be a good film. This is a good film. I think we should make this. Where's get Hollywood on the get Hollywood on the call now? Come on. This is a film. This is Go Picture. Do you <laughs> have them on your speed, Dial? Um, yes, I will get it. no, they're not answering, they're not answering no. anymore. Yeah, because statues in this scene seem to like just explode into dust. It's like so that they're having shootouts, and it's just like an excuse for these statues that while they're being missed can just fly into pieces. They did exactly the same thing in Beverly Hills Cop when they're having a shootout at the end. Um, so yeah, that that whole scene like is just to me, again, delicious. Now, part six. Part six. Tell, talk to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back and let you two talk. Talk to me about that fight between Matrix and Bennett at the end. Because
2: that is something incredible. Okay. So the setup <clears throat> is obviously you've got a little bit of foreshadowing of not only Arnie's, John Matrix's capabilities at the beginning of the film, but you also get an idea that his daughter is quite feisty as well. So then when she manages to make her escape before Bennett comes to um, finish her off on the basis that they've discovered that John Matrix has betrayed them, she's already managed to find her way out of the uh, room that she was being locked in, hasn't she? Bennett yeah. is an absolutely useless um, tracker. And like you say, it's almost like a Simpsons bad guy with his back bent over, just sort of waltzing along with his knife going, oh, I'm going oh, to <laughs> <gonna> get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, sucker. And, um, she leads him, doesn't she? Where is it she leads him to where are Where is that fight they, stage? They, they go it's down like a to boiler a boiler, boiler room, yeah.
1: room yeah yeah, it's a hot so, place, that's for sure,
2: so he manages to get down into the boiler room as John Matrix is finding his way down there also, and they kind of come together, and Bennett's managed to capture the daughter, and he's got his knife at the daughter's throat and and what is it? Matrix manages to convince him to put down all of his weapons to have a fair fight. And Bennett, <laughs> being, being the kind of bad guy that he is, is like, Yeah, you're right. I do want to kill you my way. He my seduces way is him your way. He seduces yeah, because,
0: Matrix. You know he's he like, it. Yo, Bennett, Bennett, you know, don't, don't you want to stick me? With your to yeah, yeah, sexually. Good Doesn't he sexually, does not he? Good and, yeah, um, he's like, when you want to twist it, but also remember there's a key line in there that makes Bennett want to do it. Arnie's reminding him. That his arm's buggered, because he's like, I've, he's only got one arm. Like, That's right, he so gets arm. shot, doesn't
2: he? It's the only bullet yeah. that hits him.
0: Yeah, he's like, I've only got one arm, so he's telling Bennett, like, I'm I'm already disabled, like, you can definitely do this, and then, miraculously, he's yeah, and right, then so. they both
2: turn into, like, a re- really old, uh, like, OAP. At one point, I was like expecting an OAP to start ball. fighting like this.
0: <laughs> the- <laughs> We've had all of this fight ever.
2: All of these um, sort of hugely choreographed explosive moments, and then you've got this. This is the big. This is the big fight moment between the two main characters, John Matrix and Bennett. This is the. This is the fight to end all fights. And they kind of, like, get into a grapple position and slowly move around in circles. (laughs) Then um, Bennett manages to get Matrix's head over the flame of the boiler and push back, and and, and Matrix is, like, moving back, moving back, moving forward, moving forward. Then he manages to switch around. They're just really slowly moving around, and nothing's really happening. Um, Um, (laughs) Let
1: me ask you a question. How hot do you think that furnace door was? I think it would have been pretty hot, but didn't seem to. It <laughs> yeah. didn't seem to affect
2: them. It, you know, there's they just
0: pulled of it off, start, start throwing it around like it's probably yeah. red too hot. hot, too I hot think- to hang on to. And also, where did that superhuman strength come from when he rips off a, like that door? It's a fire door. Do you know what I mean? That, that thing's not just gingerly on off. there. It's
1: not with a couple so, of little screws, is
2: it? <laughs> no, Damon, when you provided us with the notes you're um you actually titled it that fight between matrix and bennett now it's been so long since i've watched this film so when i read that fight that could have meant it could have meant two different things i wasn't expecting it to be such a ridiculously crap fight it's (laughs) awful it's it's, absolutely it's funny though
1: isn't it it's a funny fight because like if you look at I don't no, know about you guys. No, it's
0: not even funny. It's just
1: awful. no, it is. It is. It's I'm not sorry. Even funny. How can you like, not find awful. like someone someone getting like electrocuted and using that <laughs> as a as a diversion to then get them with a sucker punch? Like so Bennett gets electrocuted like, <laughs> and then he and Did then while
0: he Yeah! Ah! <laughs>
1: One <laughs> matrix is almost laughing. And then he comes off and then he's in, all right.
0: He's just like ah, I'm fine. Him.
1: Carry on like, And it's like, hang on a minute. It's surely that re- requires a trip to the medic. Like he's just that <laughs> yeah! like and, and can I also ask, Bennett doesn't look like the fittest guy in the world. He's got incredibly agile kicks. Um like his kicks seem to like go all the way up, like almost level with his head. Yeah, like he, he does
2: look like. absolutely nothing about Bennett adds up to him being John Matrix's equal and opposite. Absolutely nothing. It's clear to see that Bennett will not stand a bloody chance against uh, a Matrix's character, but somehow they've managed to choreograph a fire that even distorts Matrix's capabilities in that moment to being absolutely like through the floor. Like, there is it's no, high. there is no the agile kicks come from nowhere.
1: <laughs> they aren't just kicks. They're like, they're like, I don't, it's, it's like Neo, funnily enough, the Matrix. Even he wouldn't kick that high. Like, um, Bennett's legs go in a position I've never seen before. <laughs> in those trousers as well. I'm like, no chance. You'd have put a split straight in the seam and those bad boys. He'd have been what? like, sorry, Matrix, I need to go and get these stitched up before we carry on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I, I, uh, yeah. I think Cameron's assertion that um, Bennett was kicked out of the group very early on <laughs> is probably correct. I've got a feeling that Bennett turned up. Arnie went, hello, what's your name? He went, Bennett. And he went, get out. That was it. That was Bennett's time in, in the unit. He was just told to get out. Get out. A get pathetic out. little man. What is this chainmail shirt about? not being
2: invited to the party, Bennett.
0: This Let's is a for men who chase predators and, and scout people with saw blades.
2: Does he say, you know, so you know how the fight ends. He takes that, that hollow bar and he lobs it at Bennett and it goes through his chest and, and it, it creates a pressure valve of of release. <laughs> just no, he, doesn't just take,
0: he doesn't just take, he, he rips it off. You know, again, like the door, those things are not just like, oh.
1: Yeah, he just, <laughs> after having a big fight as well, you'd think there's a you'd need a like we need to just go and get a Lucas A just to like yeah, you know yeah. before he carried on. But no,
0: yeah, he's still got the energy just to rip that thing off. And also, it's got a big girth on it, and then
2: he Very fires girthy. that
0: through through not just one but two sides of the chain mail. because it goes through the front and obviously through yeah. the back because yeah. it's and it's does he? Out. I can't remember. Does he actually? Very is hard. there is there a quip?
2: What, does no. he say it's off some lit. scheme? I thought that's, that's it. Let off some steam, Benny. Yeah.
1: There's two things I want to talk about in that fight, though. Like, there's a bit where they do a cut where it looks like Arnie lands 12 punches on Bennett in three seconds. Like it is a a rain of, of punches that no one would ever be able to achieve, but despite any kind of strength or agility, it's it's comical, it's hilarious the way they do it. I'd, like you, back to your guys' points, the fight is so slow that they feel the need in the editing suite. It's almost like they went, "Yeah, this this fight needs a little bit more pep. Let's wax some more cuts in." Like, and it's they absolutely go to town, like like absolutely hammering it. Um, also, do you think like Bennett? get some sort of... Is he getting aroused? (laughs) Like, like, no, seriously, like, you know when, like, Matrix is going, come on, Bennett, you don't need a gun. He's like, I don't need a gun. There's a cut where he's like, he's like really pulling a face of like... (laughs) Like he's really like I'm like what, what's happening? Is he? I think he's getting aroused. I think he's I think he's getting something happening here. But this is before he throws his gun at him, um, like in oh, the no, naked no, gun.
0: I, yeah, I, no, I know I know the scene you're on about actually, because but you know that scene I've always thought it's Bennett's. That's that's like when you have a little argument with yourself and you've got your brain so there. It's like yeah, no, don't do that. But then you've got all your bits inside that are like ah, it'll be all right. I'm just I'm just gonna put my hand in the fire. It'll be fine. Your brain's like. No, 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 you're gonna get burnt. You're like, no, 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 I'll I'll just quickly grab that nail out, it'll be fine. Um that that's how I've always saw that scene. Is he's like his oh, Arnie's trying to coax him into have this fight with him, and, he, and his brain is like, Yeah, don't do it, it'll destroy you. But then it's like, no, 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 it'll be all right. Oh, he's like, he's, like, he's been shot, I'll be fine. Like, I'll just get him with my knife. I, that's what I fancy doing.
1: But he's like the way he talks about it, Matrix is like, You want to stick this knife in me. He's like, he makes it sound, you know, like. I think this. Is what I'm trying to get at. I think Bennett. Bennett clearly loves Matrix, and he's a jilted lover. Like he, he, he was. I think Bennett made a pass at uh, Matrix in the past. I think this goes deep. This runs really deep. Um, and I think <laughs> I, I clearly Bennett. He's, I mean, look at the way he's dressed. He's trying to seduce Matrix with his Freddie Mercury outfit, his leather outfit. He's like, you know, and then Matrix is also you know, he, he he's showing off his muscles. He's oil, oiled up. He's like, I think Matrix is almost flirting with him. I think there's, there's an underlying sexual tension between Bennett and Matrix that I don't think well, we get discussed enough.
2: We can make up whatever we want because I don't think he ever clarifies why Bennett gets kicked out of the squad in the movie. I don't think they ever tell you. I think it's like a Tarantino moment where it's like, this is where you get to make the film yours. And that's you know. why I'm going with, they were lovers. They were lovers. Or um, oh, uh, you think that uh, Matrix spurned him? I was yes. always thinking it was more like um, unwanted sexual advances from Bennett, <laughs> and Matrix is like, "No, I'm not having any of this." <laughs> right, come on, lad, off you go.
1: <laughs> part seven
2: and the final part, nice short one.
1: But the reason this movie deserves to be on everyone's watch list, and Alex, I actually think you're going to agree with me on this. You don't get ninety-minute movies anymore, right? Like whatever film I watch these days, I have to be like, it would have been, if this was made today, it would have been an hour. It would have been two hours plus. Like they would have added yeah. in loads of unnecessary backstory. Yeah. They would have, they wouldn't have got to the point. so as much as I know, you're not necessarily a fan of this, Alex, I think this film and Cameron said it perfectly at the start is economical and you don't get, economical 90 minute movies anymore especially not this genre even like the nearest thing we've got these days and it's not the same but it's near enough is the fast and furious movies they are way too long i think they're about two hour two and a half hours long and you think to yourself all right i know you've spent a lot of money but just give me an action film just give me 90 minutes you know how many times do you sit there at night you think oh the kids are in bed or cam you're chilling out you're thinking i've got a bit of time to kill before i've i've got to go to bed i want to watch a film i've only got like I, typically an hour and a half seems to be the time I've got yeah. left in the, the day and 90 minute film is like yes, I can sit and watch a movie because this is 90 minutes, even on Netflix you can do a 90 minutes or less search and it will give you all the films that are under 90 minutes, Commando oh, can you, yeah
0: that, that, I have to find that function because exactly what you're talking about me and Ellie, it's not me, you know, it's more like Ellie um, my, my wife she um, my wife my wife so my wife, she, she, whenever we've finished doing everything, so, you know, we've had dinner, we've put the kids to bed, they've gone to sleep, we've gone down, we've tidied up after. You, that part of the night when you're finally done and you can sit down, it's like, do you want to watch a film? Yeah. You find a film you want to watch, and then you look up and you're like, 208-minute run, time yeah. like that. Yeah, no. Not no I, that. I, I, I can't invest into that right no, now.
1: I don't want to watch half tonight and half tomorrow in, while yeah. I'm having my dinner. If yeah. every, every film, in my opinion, should be 90 minutes long. And you should have to legally apply for it to be longer than that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: slightly, I don't know about that. Slightly, slightly fascist of it, me, I but, suppose.
0: But, but longer run films. Um, but yeah, I think more, I, I totally agree, more films should be made. Like I think we've all sort of said it a long thing.
2: Well, yeah. I've also noticed, um, I should have made a list, uh, actually, to back this up, but I've not. So you're just going to have to take my word for it. I think that sometimes when creatives are faced with certain constraints, it helps them think outside the box. I've noticed sometimes, like if you said you've got to tell a story within a certain time frame, then you have to really work at how do I tell this story in the best way I can within that specific time frame? Now you've got to think cleverly about what's what's the best way I can start combining narrative parts of this story into one section so that I can tell more over a shorter period without really um, sacrificing the narrative that I want or like budgeting, for example. Yeah, I've seen projects like, okay, the matrix, it, it, the first matrix was built out of a limited budget. A lot of money, don't get me wrong, but it was still a limited budget. I reckon that when it came to the sequels, part of the problem was that they didn't have to think outside the box because they could just throw money at the project. I think sometimes if you have to work within certain constraints, it gives you a uh, creative necessity to move away from just doing whatever you want to do and actually trying to figure something out to to try and, and and work something into its sort of into into magic so to speak instead of just going well i'm gonna make this four and a half hour movie yeah Zach Schneider I'm talking about you I'm gonna make this four and a half hour movie um <laughs> because I reckon that it's gonna be a great four and a half hour movie and I'm just gonna you know I've got a studio that's just gonna throw money at me so I can basically just you know I can pull anything I want out of the bag and I can just throw it onto the screen and when it comes out it's like uh It's the movie that you probably wanted to make, but is it the movie that people want to watch?
1: Exactly. And that concludes why I think Commando should be on everyone's watch list. I thank you, everybody. Um, Alex Cameron, um, is this film rewatchable?
2: Yeah, Well, rewatchable, yes. Not necessarily like, uh, I mean, I've had movies in my lifetime where, like for for weeks I've I've watched it every single night and, and got something more out of it. I mean, we're talking about the the top tier of my favorite movies, though. Commando is not that it's a it's it's a throwaway movie with yeah. some cool stuff going on. I wouldn't like sit and watch it like once a week or anything like that, but it's
0: definitely rewatchable. Really what do you think, Alex? I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I've got I've got a couple of phrases. And I want you to put together three, three things that link together that I think embody my feelings about this film now. And that is Identity Theft, this series Friends, and Dead Poet Society. you can put them together, you, you, you'll know where I'm coming from with this film.
1: I'm totally lost. <laughs> what do you mean? You, uh, do you know uh, what he means,
2: Cam? Nope.
0: I was like, right, right. I'm, I'm going to have to explain it. Um, and it may turn out I've got it all wrong. And I'm thinking, yeah, I think I am thinking, I think I'm thinking of something <laughs> else. But I'm sure in Friends, there was an episode where Monica or someone has their identity stolen yes. by a woman. And then they pull her in. And the woman's reason for going into this whole thing is she goes, Have you ever watched Dead Pirate Society? And they're like, Yeah. And she's like, and The woman hates the film so much that she's just like, that's, you know, that was an hour and a half of my life. I'm never going to get back. After I watched that film, I swore I was never going to waste another moment of my life. And that's that was why she then died. For some reason went into crime and stealing people's credit cards. And, <laughs> so like, that, she wasn't going think... to waste her life, but she was, she was going to steal off other people. Are you um, trying to
1: say watching Commando has turned you into a kleptomaniac?
0: No, no. What I'm trying to say... <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> trying to... <laughs>
1: I know what you're trying to say. I'm Commando is a waste I, of your... I, I, yeah, I, I get it.
0: I do totally, though, see your point of view. Um, I think if you haven't watched it, the film at all um, or you have and you have no real feelings about the film, then watch it again and watch it as a comedy as almost a send-up of 80s action films um, watch it as, you know, a drinking game where every cheesy line you do a shot. And I think you'd really enjoy it. You
2: won't get to the end of the 90 minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you won't. You'll be battered. <laughs> I, but, but for me, I was coming, like, this film for me, I, it was part, it, I, like, honestly, that, oh, that, just some of the scenes, it, like, it really was Never Meet Your Heroes. Oh. That, like I was, I was so disappointed. It pains me.
1: Film. It pains me that you feel that way. But it is your opinion and your opinion alone, so I can't disagree. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, rating-wise, I do this on IMDb. You two don't have to I don't, if you don't agree with ratings. But I would give this, and Alex is going to laugh, I would give this, I'm going to just double-check because I, I do, do my ratings. Um, I would give this 8 out of 10.
0: Is this on your rating scale that you you showed us? I think you should run everyone through your rating scale, so everyone can see how ridiculous you've. I got to find it on
1: the WhatsApp group. They
2: got it was. Um, Basically,
0: eight out of ten is up there with some of the
2: ago, best huh? film ever made. That's a four 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 stars out of five. Movie is giving it. Very I much. and
1: I know I'm. I know it's. I am a bit flawed in giving it that. I'm. I. I. Alex, I hear you. I really do. And even as I'm saying it, I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> You're not but wrong
0: even even on your scaling i would say it's at, just, at okay. most at most you could give it was a six but
2: no uh, no no and i'll that's... tell you why i'll tell you why i think that i can bet i can i can i can go with that it's because it's a silly film and if you go into it with a not you're not looking for something serious you're looking for something to entertain you it's not going to take up your whole evening it's 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger doing what Arnold Schwarzenegger does. It's funny. Yeah. It's it's got some intentional sort of tongue-in-cheek moments and a lot of unintentional comedy. It's actually very entertaining. I could go with that on the basis of the sort of film that it is if you're expecting that film. What would if you you're rate going it? Into, sorry? What would you rate it? Well, this is what I'm defending your rating right now.
1: <laughs> what you go <laughs> for an eight? Saying, would you go for an eight?
2: I'm saying, well, only if that's the sort of film that you want to watch on that particular evening. If you're looking for something a little bit more serious, then you're going to be massively disappointed with Commando.
1: Here's my scale. Just to go to Alex's. I did find it. So a 10. So out of 10, these are on IMDb. And you can go on IMDb. And it's a good idea because you rate them. And it tells you when you last watched them as well, if you look at your ratings. So um, anyway, yeah, I know it's just like a good little diary point to go, oh, we haven't seen that in a few years. Anyway, um, 10 is a masterpiece. Nine is excellent. Eight is very good. So I'm giving Commando very good. Um, seven is entertaining. You could argue I could probably have given it a seven, but it's definitely at least a seven. Maybe if I'm on, it's maybe between a seven and an eight. But seven is entertaining. Six is okay. Five is not good enough. Four is poor. Three is bad. Two is atrocious. And one is sex lives of the potato men.
2: Yeah, on that on that <laughs> scale. Forgetting about the obvious humour at the end there. On that scale, I'd say seven.
1: That's fair. And what would you go, Alex? Be honest. Or you don't have to. You don't have to.
2: Uh, Bear in mind... What what
0: was five again? What was five?
2: um, Five is not good enough. For anyone listening, to let you know, Alex actually quite likes Sex, Lives of the Potato
0: Men, so it's going to be difficult for him to choose a (laughs) score of one. It's a little bit conflicting for him. (laughs) Alex has watched Sex, Life of the Potato Man twice. One, when I was laughing at it. And the second time, I was getting berated <laughs> for having laughed at it for the first time and then introducing it to two friends. Um, two of those I people maybe on I the podcast? It since. Maybe. I haven't watched it since. Um, I have found a few, a few um, clips from it. Um, they didn't make me want to watch it. Uh, yeah, but um, I, I would say... Sex, Lies the Potato Man is probably equal in badness to Commando.
2: Hmm.
0: Wow. Interesting. I, uh, but I haven't seen it. I, I need to watch the film, but I've got no interest in watching that film again either. Interesting. Um, because I, I'm afraid I'll think it was brilliant and I'll laugh. And, yeah.
1: So shall we put...
0: Are you going to put Commando on your never-ending watch list? For me, I think as I established at the beginning, I won't be. For me, that film lives and needs to stay alive in my childhood and in my memories. Uh, my yes. memory of the, the my memory of the film is better than the film itself and the experience. And you
2: Cameron? know you're outvoted on this one. Yeah, you so know we you're go in on this one. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, it, there's so yeah. many reasons why this has to be on the watch list. So many reasons, and we just spent the last two hours talking about those reasons. I mean, you can say, I mean. There's a movie I really like called um, Requiem for a Dream. And uh, I've got a friend who really hates that film. And when we've discussed it, he hates it for all the reasons that I think make it a great film. So I think in this sense, the re- all, it seems like all the reasons why Alex dislikes it are all the reasons why I think it's worthwhile. And then really, it's a complete conflict of agreement then based upon the central theme which is the movie itself. It has to be on the watch list. It's it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. As it's two to one, it's going on the
1: never-ending watch list. Um, I'm Um, sorry, Alex. I'm sorry. Um,
0: That's absolutely fine. I'm not precious about it, It's my opinion.
1: It's all right. (laughs) You can quiet yourself to sleep after we've stopped recording. It's the purpose of the podcast. We're just trying to give it a bit of heft, you know?
0: (laughs) Oh right, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh god damn it boys. <laughs> I, I I don't think we should be putting it on there. Right. There Whoa. we go.
2: There it is. There we go. That's the um,
1: one. Cool. And that is on As we, I Speak um in ju- June 2023. That is available on Disney Plus um to watch. We try and make sure the films we choose you can find on places that are easy. As we know, films are just disappearing these days off of streaming sites. And going off to places where you can't even find them, but that is on the Star section of Disney Plus as I speak. Um, do you want to do a quick quiz before we finish up? Okay, go on, then. Cool. Um, and I'll, I suppose I could just do it, shout out the name, or I don't know, yeah, has ahead. he got an emoji or something? If you know the answer, we'll make
0: it. We'll make a weird buzzing sound. Like
2: go
1: on. right. Okay. Um, which actor appeared in this film, Commando, and two other Arnold Schwarzenegger movies? <laughs> go arnold
2: schwarzenegger (laughs) (laughs) um i think it's the guy who played cook uh bill duke well i know he's in predator he's wrong you're
1: right he is in predator but he's not in another arnie film as far as i know and you can tell me i'm wrong on that but i did check but there is another actor that appears in this film He plays in one scene and in in just one scene, but he's one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's good friends. Um, He's sadly no longer with us. And he's been in another fantastic movie from the eighties as well. Um, Shall I give you a clue?
0: I think the answer is...
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that is definitely more, that's more than a clue, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Just go with the answer. (laughs) We'll go to
2: the next question. All right, fine. It was Bill Paxton. Oh God! Yeah, I forgot Bill Paxton was in it. It was right. Was that right at the beginning of
0: his career?
1: Yeah, he he's the air traffic control guy. Isn't yeah, he? that's um, right. Yeah, and he's in the other two films. If you can guess them, do you know which ones they are that he's in?
0: Twins and um, um, Kindergarten Cop.
1: No, wrong. Predator. On
0: both.
2: Oh no, I was going to say Predator Two, but is oh, not in Predator Two.
1: No, Bill
2: Paxton is in Predator Two, mind you. He is um, actually. Yeah, you're right. Good yeah. show. Um he oh, is I'll in.
1: He's in I arguably his most famous movie of all time. Terminator. He's in Terminator. He is one of the guys that gets killed when I need At your boots. I need your yeah. boots.
2: You close your boots and your motorcycle. Yeah, what, one, one oh, of not the your punks.
1: motorcycles terminator two. Um, is it? But you write clothes in your boots. Yeah, one of the punks. Punk. Yeah, plays yeah. punk. Ah, and he's yeah. also in True Lies as, um, I think, I, can't, I haven't seen True Lies in a long time, but he, I think he's trying to get with Jamie Lee Curtis, his wife, I think, and he makes him pee himself. I can't, That's all I can remember. Um, but yeah, he's in two other films and sadly, no longer with us. No longer. So both zero points on that one. Um, do, this, I get, do I get
2: half a point for getting Bill Duke? Yeah, go on
1: then. Half a point for Cameron. Um, point Gen- point Jenny... Jenny, the uh, young girl that was in the film, played Arnie's daughter, she went on to star in a famous TV show. Well, I think it's famous, even I know it.
2: She oh, was, man, do you know what? I even looked it up because I thought I recognised her, Alyssa Milano, um, but uh, I couldn't tell you. It's not a show that I've watched. I know it's not that. a
1: show I've really watched, but I know a lot of, a lot of it sim- seems to be, and this is not a sexist take, but it seems to be a, a show that a lot of females prefer. Little so, House on
0: the Prairie. <laughs> no, it's more recent than that, mate. I'm going to have to right change on. these
1: quizzes. You two are not getting any answers. It's charmed. Charmed.
0: Oh, she was charmed. charmed. Is she one of the witches? Is she yeah, She's one she of the is, witches? Maybe. Yeah, she is. is. She?
1: Um, yeah, really? she? Really? I
0: mean, I never looked her up. I'm going to look her
1: up now. Now, when you know the quizzes, you're going to do some searching on IMDb yeah, now, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I didn't, right, look
0: there's up. Two... I didn't, I didn't Google anyone out. Of it
1: yet. There's two answers for this because you can Google different ones. So you can have one of the two answers I found. How many people does John Matrix kill in this movie? <laughs>
0: He kills ninety-three people.
1: Ninety-three from Alex. What are you going to go with, Cam? Mate, it's just a
2: complete guess. He's plucking a number from from thin air. Lots. Like, <laughs> there's some there's some <laughs> tribes in the Amazon that don't That's have numbers higher than four. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen to me. There's some tribes in the Amazon who don't have numbers higher than four. So anything like, higher than four. Cameron's is saying not. four.
0: Cameron's saying four. I'm saying like, more than Cameron four. Cameron says
2: four. More than four.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I'll give this to Alex because he was closer. It was eighty-seven. Um,
0: eighty-seven.
1: Although I have seen it quoted as eighty-one, but eighty-seven seems to be the number that comes. The the yeah, the film came no, out. To be Australia. honest with you,
2: I was I was more generally correct. He was more specifically incorrect. <laughs>
1: Alex gets the point. I'm not <laughs> fine. <laughs> I take your I'm point. Happy, but, I'm um, happy to go
0: with a half point for just being the closer. I
1: think I've given the answers in this podcast. I subtly said it earlier. Um, how much was okay. Arnie paid to do this film?
2: Two million dollars. Uh, did yeah. say <laughs> you, did. you did, and it cost eight million dollars to make. I think you said.
1: Yeah. And it, so and, yeah. And, it,
0: and it and it made eighty.
1: Actually, that was the next right. question. What was how much? What was the film's? Yeah, how much did it gross? Um, to once it worldwide gross, how much did it make?
0: What Alex said. It's, it's, 60 million. You said 60. What are you going to go for? I said I said 80 before, but I think it was 60 you actually said. I think. What about you, Cam? Cam, you can take 80 if you want.
2: All right, I'll take 80. It's available. I
1: did say 60, um, but it was specifically 57, but I'm still going to give Alex the point on that one. Cool. So, so that's well done, now. <laughs> two to a half.
0: You literally started the question with like, I've said the answer earlier and then you ended with, and the answer I said was wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just rounded it up, didn't I? I was like, uh, oh, yeah. Alex won the quiz. So, um, Cameron is going to be the next choice on this podcast. Um, when we next do this, um, Cameron has an eclectic film taste and I'm curious to see what he's going to go for. You're going to tell us, Cam.
2: Yeah, I am going to tell you. Should I reveal the fact that you guessed this last night while I was uh, supping on our beers? I was absolutely shocked, right? Because this film, as far as I I feel like, this film I've chosen is completely outside the box. Damon, we were out last night. One of Damon's work colleagues was having a 40th birthday. He plays in a band and he played a track cover. And I was like, I swear this tune's in the film that I've chosen it was not like it was, was kind it of Rage obscure. Against the Machine
1: was it Rage Against the Machine it was wasn't playing?
2: Rage Against the Machine it was no? something else it was obscure in my mind because I wasn't even 100% sure I was right and he turns around to me he goes oh are you are you uh, choosing Tank Girl then I I'm like
0: oh Tank Girl Tank Girl oh no no I'm in danger of losing another of my childhood films here <laughs> Cat <laughs> Girl, with Laurie petty and ice cube as a fucking kangaroo yo sorry for, swearing. sorry for swearing but oh uh, yeah okay I'm, I'm down for this
2: yeah this is um is it amazon prime cam uh, this one is on amazon prime yeah
0: yeah
1: i don't do you know what guys i don't actually think i've seen it i don't oh, think okay. i have anyway so um, your reasoning for guessing it last night it, uh
0: roads by porter's head which is yeah. taking the shower i look I like Depressive teenage music by yeah, album. Yeah, I like what
2: he said. Yeah. yeah, Damon's reasoning for guessing it last night was um uh what was what was it you said? You were like, yeah, no, um I kind well, of thought of it. Sorry, but I carry a big gun. I kind of thought of it because um I remember you used to talk about Tank Girl all the time and you said that you'd got a bit of a crush on Laurie Petty. And i like, Yeah, man, yeah, but I'm still absolutely flabbergasted. That's a good way oh, like flabbergasted still absolutely flabbergasted that you managed to guess that. I, I, I just cannot believe it. But yeah, the next episode is going to be a podcast based around the movie Tank Girl starring Laurie Petty, Malcolm McDowell and Ice Cube. Is it Ice Cube? Ah. It's not Ice Cube, is it? Let's have a look. No. Ice tea.
1: Get, you're getting your ices mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's have a look. No, I don't know. Let me see. You might be right.
0: Was it vanilla?
1: Did to be like fair, ice? they were both actors, so yeah, it is iced tea. Yeah, iced tea. Ice um, tea. Sorry, Naomi, yeah. Naomi it, Watts. It. Was it? Yeah, Naomi Watts. I didn't know that. Um, Malcolm McDowell. I don't know who I said. Iggy yeah, pops sorry. in it. Iggy pops in Tank Girl. Well, I've got to watch this.
0: <laughs> so I'm really interested. I'd Doug love Jones to know what what was playing, what music was playing for you to have guessed that because. The reason we'll have to I say it is it I'm, not, I'm, not really, I'm not really into my music, but the first and one of the only albums that I've ever bought, and it was on CD, so my first CD that I bought, the first album that I bought, was a soundtrack to Tank Bell.
2: Well, so we can talk not, about the soundtrack at more length than episode two, because it will be one of the points that I want to raise.
0: So yeah, I am, I'm really interested if you can remember what, what, what tune it was that you were listening to that... That's I was a little start, tipsy, yeah. mate. Yeah,
1: we might be figuring. I might have to go through Lloyd's playlist just to see exactly what he played, and then we might be able to get it. Um, but yeah, we'll figure it out, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope this um makes sense to the people listening to it. Um, before we go, um I'm gonna ask you a question. Alex, what was in Marcellus Wallace's suitcase?
0: What was in his suitcase? I think it was some orange juice.
1: Um, Cameron, what was in his suitcase? It was his Tuesday socks. So long, everyone. See you next week.